Hello and welcome to another episode of Waking Up Woke. This week, we're going to go over our uh, strategy if we have to go to prison. We're going to uh, talk about why I think I would be the best dictator of the world. I actually have some very good points laid out, what my platform would be, and how I will save the planet and then the universe. But I want to start out with saying that I think I've had too easy of a time thus far, 24, 23 years into my existence. Um, I don't know if you're going to get mad at me if I say this. We could just restart if you, if you do. But didn't you, like, set Syracuse on fire? You know what? That's, like, minimal, like minimal for, like, the trauma I w- wish I had experienced. I mean, you're an arsonist, so there's... No, no, not technically. I'm actually not in the system at all if you want to go look me up. Yeah, never, my... been tru- never been real arrested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I think life's been too easy for us. Like, I need some serious trauma. And, like, you ever see, like, movies and, like, shows? Like, nobody goes to work for a nine-to-five and has a pretty good life, and make, nobody makes a movie out of that guy. I need some trauma. I need some, 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 something to make my life a little more difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like build, some, build some character, some shit. I don't know, like my house burning down. I mean, I don't hope this happens, but I'm just saying like shit like that builds character. My house burning down. Like, and then we're coming right back to fire. Are you <laughs> not an arsonist? I'm not an arsonist. I swear to God. I'm just like, I don't know. Just some like, you ever like see movies and shows about like people that just like get ro- like destroyed by life. So and you basically want to be Bruce Wayne. Batman would never be Batman if his life didn't fucking suck. Yeah. So that's what you're saying. You want to be Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Both your parents have people, died. people, well, no, people come out. I would never wish for trauma. I'm just saying that it would have been nice if it would have happened naturally at some point. Cause therefore I would have came out of it at the other end, you know, stronger, better, more interesting. I'm, I feel like we're just boring. You know what I mean? Like, like, fuck, give me something, give me something cool about myself. Wait, are you speaking about me? No, I'm well, me more than any, I don't know. I don't know all the traumas you've been through personally, but you no, know, I'm living in America. See, I wish that was me. That's some trauma. I don't think you do. (laughs) I can't say that I don't wish for that because that wouldn't be cool. (laughs) (laughs) If I sat here and said, I wish I was not black, you'd be like, that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. It was a double-edged sword. Right? I can't say that. Either way, you're getting cut. Yeah, so I don't know. I just think that I need some – even that, if I were you, I would want a little more serious trauma than that too. Nah, dude. Cops walking up on you sideways. Something that makes you unique, though. You know what I mean? You, sh- you share that experience with many other people. Yeah, Bruce Wayne is very unique in his trauma. I'm not trying to generalize trauma or anything, but I feel like a lot of traumas a lot of people go through. If that That's true. I want a trauma, though, that less people have gone through than more. Yeah, like you want to be the only one to survive a plane crash of, like, 150 people bro that would be some serious trauma. trauma bro yeah but you live with that for the rest of your life that's survivor's guilt but you'd rather not have your dad beat your mom or something like that yeah there's definitely some where are more <laughs> there's definitely some trauma that i'd rather over other trauma for sure <laughs> do i want a bunch of strangers to die in a plane and me survive hell no do you want my parents to die <laughs> fuck no no what? 
We're not making a top five trauma list because I feel like this is where it's headed. Okay, bottom of the list. <laughs> everybody <laughs> I know dies. Let's get it. Let's get it. Bottom of the list, like everybody I know dies, and it, as it creeps up, like half the people I know die. As it goes even more to like what I'd rather do, like trauma wise, yeah, some survivor's guilt is probably like top five. Those at least when it's strangers. If oh, t- uh, survivor's guilt when like it's your friends. That might be bottom, bottom. That could be pretty bad. Like, if you guys all died and I survived, that'd probably be the worst. So, right? if you all died and you survived, that would be the worst. If, I, if we were driving and I crashed the car and you guys all died and I didn't, that would probably be top of the list. It had to be. You'd probably only really miss us in the fall and the summer. Not anymore. There's no seat. This is just life, bro. Now I talk to you guys every day. That's facts. Oh, you know I, mean? I just couldn't help myself. But, like, a reasonable trauma near the top would probably be, yeah, like, survivor's guilt with maybe strangers dying. And do I hope nobody dies around me? For sure. But that's, I'm just saying, if I have to choose on traumas, that'll be a lighter one. Right? This is going to sound really fucked up. But I think, like, a really cool trauma would be, like, kind of a Lord of the Flies type deal. That would be a sick trauma. Right? I mean, you would have to kill a lot of your friends, but like at the same time, that's a fucking sick story. A sick story. Like if that book wasn't a thing and like nobody wrote that book, it wasn't a fiction, it actually happened to somebody and you wrote about it, that would be bomb. Yeah. Like if I, if I, if you told me that book was true, I would have read it. I would have read it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't read it because it's fake. If something that actually happened to a kid, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I want to read that guy's story. What the fuck? He killed fucking eight people. What? Like, I guarantee you, whoever wrote that fucking book didn't do any of that shit. He probably never killed anything. You know what I mean? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Mom's basement. Yeah, exactly. He probably was a mom's basement guy. Like, come on. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think that I, I want to want that to be my trauma, Lord of the Flies. I kind of fuck with that. I, I fuck with. You know, what? I want a homeless trauma. Deserted island. I want to live alone from the ages of like 12 to like, like 18, 19. That's why I want to be like living alone, homeless in the woods, be like that. That's a cool trauma to grow up with. Like that's some life experience. I feel like you could just move to Alaska for that though. You ever seen Into the Wild? I don't think so. I'll be honest. I watched like an hour of it the other night and I, I, I like fell asleep. It was so boring. But the idea of he's like just kind of threw his entire life away burned all his money, burned his social security cards, like, see ya, and just went into the wild. Like, I kind of want to do that. Have you ever seen The uh, Revenant with, with Leo? Yeah. No. That's, that's some trauma. That's trauma, some trauma. But, see, but back in the day, like, that isn't, that's based, like, ain't, like, a while ago, isn't it? Yeah. See, like, back in the day, like, their trauma, that was life. Tra- trauma's relative. Yeah, but I mean, like, he what? Married a... Uh... He married a Indian girl or yeah. Indian woman. She got murdered and yeah. did the sun die too. Yeah. And then he got spoilers. fucking mauled. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Yeah. I'm too late, but spoilers. Um, then he got fucking mauled by a bear. Yeah. Somehow survived. And then he couldn't fucking talk for like eight fucking years or some shit like that. Yeah. That's some fucking trauma. That's trauma today. Kind of trauma back then. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, back I get not kind of trauma back then. I get like a lot of people died back then. But still, I mean, bro, if you made it to thirty-five in like the eighteen hundreds, like you're 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 killing it, bro. You were basically a hundred. Yeah, you you were like, wow, this guy's never gonna die. What the fuck? But that also, also, if you were living back then 
and you actually did make it to 35 and you survived like a bear attack and watching like your only family die, you got to live with that trauma. So that's definitely different. Yeah, but dude, also, you if were you survived a plane crash today, you'd have to live to be like 85. Like that's harder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you die at 40 and your kid died when you were like 25, you're like, oh, well, you know, life's going to suck the next 15 years, but then I croak. Especially now that if like a plane crashes in the ocean, we have no way to figure out where that plane is because we don't explore the ocean enough. Okay. What about trauma of your significant other disappearing on a flight in the ocean? So your wife disappeared on one of those flights. How about that trauma? Where does that lay? Middle of the pack or a little more serious? I think it's middle of the pack, bro. That's her trauma, not yours. Honestly, I think after five years, we're probably getting over it. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. Damn. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's just like, there's nothing I can do about that in that situation. Yo, I'm people not- die every day. Just because you died in a cool way, like, doesn't mean I'm not going to get over it. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe not five years. I'd say minimum it would take me five years. You'd be, you'd be probably, like, dating other people by five years. Will you have totally gotten over it? Probably no. not. Exactly. But I'd, I'd say, like, five years would probably be the cap for me to actually, like, start getting out there. Maybe the first date, I wouldn't be able to do it. But, like, at least I took that first step. But I would I never fly again. If that was my tra- – you got to think about the trauma and what it does for you. Not only you have to live with it, but you have to deal with it. Like, yeah, right? So, say you have survival's, survivor's guilt from crashing on a plane. You'll probably never fly again. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, but we got cruises. We got boats. Yeah, exactly. You're right. But like, yeah, your, your trauma tells you what you can do later. So like, say you, you're, you sunk, you're sitting from the other sunk in a boat. You'll never go on a boat again. Guess you're just flying. Yeah. No. Oh, I don't know. Traumas are such a... Dude, they make you interesting. They do. They do. They give you a story. They make you funny too. Dude, and you can make... If, you, if your trauma is like death related, you can make you death you definitely have some hidden. You definitely had some hidden trauma, dude, because you're a funny guy. You're probably just repressing it. <laughs> the funnier you are, the more trauma you actually have. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a thing because you're because you can make fun of anything at that point. They do. That's true. Yeah. If you went through a bunch of shit, like if I yeah, if I was homeless for 15 years, I could say where the fuck I want, and nobody could tell me anything. Yeah, because or if you're like a crackhead and like you're, uh, you've been a you've been recovering from addiction for a while, you can you chances are you've probably if you're a guy you've probably had a dick in your mouth. To get some crack rock. What I, do you? I can make. I can literally say anything, and you could. You could look me in the eyes, and try to make fun of me, and I'll probably just laugh with you, and I'll be like, "You're right. I would do that. I would suck a dick for crack." You're, you're right. You're right. Because I actually did it. That's funny. You're right. You got me. I feel like that would be my my trauma is like not the sucking dick. Thing, I already <laughs> <laughs> touched one, but like, oh man, I. <laughs> Adam, sucking dick is a strategy. People do it every day. Anyway, uh, I probably probably like an addiction, like or like um, dealing with like um, I don't because I had had such good parents. I, I, it all I always wondered what it would be like if I had a really terrible family situation. Yeah, like that's some trauma. That's a that's like reasonable trauma that I'd be okay dealing like not okay dealing with. And I'm not like downplaying that kind of trauma, but it would no, be no, definitely not. I, I, and do I, do I, like, when I think that, I'm immediately like, oh, wait, no, I don't. <laughs> that shit fucking sucks. But, yeah, why the fuck would I want that? I do think that same thought, Cyrus. Don't, don't think that you're a weird 
or think like I yeah I think that all the time I'm like and I think it's glorified now especially since we're like since like all like movie protagonists and anybody interesting in anything like has like really serious fucked up shit happened to them and that like oh I want to be cool like them because they like you know you skip those like 20 years of them getting over it (laughs) that (laughs) coupled with like the rise of mental health issues too yeah like that just like people want to make it more aware so now you're seeing it even more for people that don't experience that yeah of course so I mean I I totally I totally get it but I I always another thing is like like physical scars like I I feel like like if I Fucks with scars. Like, if you, like, if you see somebody, like, at a pool, and they have, like, a giant, like, X-shaped scar on their chest, you're like, what the fuck's going on with that guy, you know? That's true. Like, (laughs) you know, like, shit like that is what I think of, you know? Yeah. All right, I'm going to roll this right into the next category of prison. Going to prison is a pretty decent uh, uh, trauma to have, I think. Yeah, but our prisons are overpopulated or overpopulated, so like it's kind of a general job. No, you know that's true. That's true. Like it's not a. It's an interesting one for that sure. That was a nice transition. Nice. Segment. Okay. So, being in prison, right? Think about it. Say you're going in for like something kind of bullshit, but like you ended up with like the big dogs, right? Are you scared? Like I'm kind of scared. Wait, so you end up in a situation where you're like fighting with the big dogs, or no, you're- no, like you you go to prison, but it's not it's not cake prison, bro. It's like it's like hard. You like you didn't just rob something and like end Rikers up with a- Island. What? It's like Rikers Island type of prison. Not even necessarily like a certain. Yeah, I guess you could say it. Yeah, like Matt, like super yeah. security, like with the violent offenders. Okay, we want we're with violent offenders. That's the key. If you're with like people who rob like robbery things, non-violent offenders, generally from what I've read. You should be relatively safe. The real dangerous shit is when you're the violent offenders, right? So, yeah. so my I came up with a really good strategy. I've actually watched a couple of prison movies recently. Okay, and I understand it's not quite, you know, accurate. But I also follow some ex cons on TikTok that talk about it. I'm not I'm not judging yet, so you're good. So my my wealth of knowledge up here is uh, is pretty good. Okay. So the main goal, right? is to avoid joining a gang, right? You don't want to, I don't believe the right strategy is to join a gang. Yes, you'll be safe, but you open yourself up to a lot of danger and possibility of increasing your sentence. And if you join a gang, you're there for fucking life. When you get out of prison, you're like still in that gang. You see, that's kind of a double-edged sword because it really depends on how long you're in prison for. Okay, you are in for... Minimum five years five years. violent crime. Mm. Hopefully you get out in two. Mm. You join the gang. I don't think you should. Let me hear why you don't think you should join a gang. So I think you have a solid chance of slipping under the radar without becoming somebody's bitch. So you don't need the gang for protection. The reason you go join a group or a gang of something, some sort like that. What do you think the percentage is that you can slip by? With my strategy, percentage of slipping by unscathed being okay, nobody really bothers me. I'd give myself like 25, 30% chance, which I'm willing to take, I think. 
you see, because my thing is, I don't know if this is actually how it is in prison, but once you go in, you're like, you're the new guy. You're the fish. Yeah. You're the you got a big target. You got a big target. So, like, I feel like it's very hard to, like, come in and then immediately go underneath the radar. Because these guys have probably already been in prison with each other for, like, upwards to minimum probably, like, six months at most for all, like, the guys and gangs and stuff like that. So, most, yeah. like, five years. So this is what I'm doing to okay. fly under the radar, hopefully. Right. I'm going to shave my head. I think I've told you this. Rip a couple teeth out. But I'm also going to act slightly crazy, but not crazy enough to fuck with me. Like, I want to, I was going to walk around with like my eyes bugging all the time and like just stare at the floor and be super, like, just look at that. Oh, people, I want people to look at me and be like, yo, just don't talk to him. That kid's a fucking weirdo. Like, don't worry about, it. like, just don't look at him. He's a fucking creep. Like, he's, he's kind of psycho. He's harmless. Just don't worry about him. And just like not make any friends and not speak to anybody. <laughs> You're pulling out teeth for a I'm going to pull some teeth. Just make myself look nuts. That's crazy. You know, you're getting out of prison in like at least. Bro, you can get you can you could reset your whole you could redo your entire mouth to make your teeth look pristine and it's very difficult to tell. I'm out of prison, dude. Who's hiring you? Not that engineering firm firm you're working at right now. Regardless, it's a temporary problem, and I can fix that later on with fake teeth. Or if anything, maybe I'll just pull the the one of them, the the one of the front ones, and call it a day. You look crazy enough with that. So I'm looking. I'm I'm like looking just like just crazy enough. So people don't really want to fuck with me. But if you look too crazy, people are like, all right, this guy's a psycho. Let's fuck, let's run, let's get him the fuck out of here. Like he's, a, he's going to turn around and kill us all one day. Like, fuck this guy. Just be like harmless, crazy guy, bug eyed, stare at the floor. Just like, don't talk to anybody. Right. Okay. Another, another issue I'm kind of seeing. If you're going to, I feel like you can't be the harmless, crazy guy. I feel like you got to do something kind of like. I know. Crazy. It is a loud noise. Just wait for a loud noise and then do a little freak out. And they'll be like, whoa, that, okay. that guy's a little – whoa, hold on. If, you, if, you, like, if somebody moves too suddenly, just get a little startled and, like, be real weird. Okay. So then people will be like, oh, oh, fuck. What the what fuck? He's, if, he's, what happens if this harmless crazy leaves you in, like, solitary, though, because you're freaking out and you won't settle down? See, that's where – there's a fine line. You got to be very careful where – but, I mean, if, as long as you don't – hurt anybody or hurt yourself i don't think they'll really send you in there it's like solitary you know what i mean unless you're gonna hurt yourself hurt somebody else so as long as you just stay kind of mellow i'm not just, all ceos are fucking correctional officers are trash bags because they're not but there are definitely some guys that will just come on shift and you're acting like that they'll throw you in solitary and just kind of forget about you we're gonna play that game and hope that doesn't happen okay dude but keep I'm going all- I just think that I can fit that fine line and like, I'm not even going to talk to guards or anything. I'm not going to tell anybody I'm normal. So if anybody asked the guards be like, yeah, he's been here a minute and he's just weird. Like, don't worry. Like, don't mind him. He's just going to be flying the wall. You know what I mean? Just be, be a little, be a little jittery all the time. Like you're fucking like cracked out a little bit. I wouldn't even be normal with my cellmate, bro. I'm doing a full five year, like acting job. I am not turning it off till I step outside. Okay. And like, the reason I think the way, like, you got to stay away from the gang. So I just watched a movie. It was actually really, really good. I highly recommend it. Don't remember the name, but it was with, it's on Netflix. It's, like, new, so you can probably find it. It's with the guy that played Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. And he gets sentenced to prison for, like, uh, vehicular manslaughter. 
And he ends up in there for, I think, like a minimum of like, I think two years, something like that. And I'm like the first day he accidentally gets in a fight with this black guy and like not in a big fight, but he like doesn't step down. He doesn't like back down and like get in a little fight. And then like the, the neo-Nazi gang, he's like, yo, you clicked up with anybody yet? And he's like, no. And then he just like little by little by little just become like grows in ranks just like, just because of the shit they tell him to do. And he ends up being the fucking leader of this like neo-Nazi gang. That's crazy. And then he and then he does gets out, does a bunch of other shit, and then he gets and ends up back in there for life in like super max solitary forever. Fuck. Also, I don't think there's many gangs that I would fit into. But it's like, oh, hold on, I'll save mine. I'll save the mine. only the only the only white person gang are the neo Nazis, bro. If they find out I'm fucking Jewish, I'm toast. I mean, immediately just get a tattoo then. Like a, a Nazi tattoo? Yeah. I thought, no, yeah, I, I thought about it. I'm like, oh, I would buy in for that shit for my five-year stay, no problem. Like, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried about if they find out. Yeah. Um, any other points? I think that's it. I think, I think you would have an easier time joining a gang, personally. Um, but I think my, I don't have much options there if they find out if I'm Jewish or not. You know what I mean? I'd be fucked. But I would be totally down if that was my only option. Throw down and be like, for sure, go Hitler. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, just don't let anybody kill me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's my, like, that's not what I recommend. That's like plan C, join the neo-Nazis. Like, pl- for sure, plan C. All right. So I think that that strategy, you would have to play all your cards perfectly for that to work out for you and it's early too if it, it has to go within like two days yeah where if i fucked it up if like in that two day span it's got either hit or miss yep and, and it's literally within those first two days if you fuck up you would have to join a gang because no offense you're built you're built like a men in black worm <laughs> you'd be surprised though you go in there and you don't step down like, I think you'd be okay. And you do what yeah, they tell not, you to do. You're not going to step down, but you're also going to get knocked the fuck out. I'm okay getting knocked the fuck out as long yeah, as you don't step cool. down. As long as you know that, but like, or you find the smallest guy there and you just fucking come in there and just punch him right in the mouth. If if the gang was like, hey, listen, you need to get in this fight. Or you need to start this riot. Like, go beat somebody up. Like, I'd be like, it's got to be my choice of who will beat up. So I'm beating up that little 5'2", 95-pound fucker over there. Like that's my like. Don't yeah. tell me to go fight the big guy. There's no reason I'm gonna lose. That's you gotta dope. watch out for those little guys. They got low center of gravity. They don't go down easy. Also, like, it's crazy. Like the the way ugh, you really don't want to do the gang part though, because literally, they had they had this guy. First, he was smuggling dr- like drugs into the yard and shit up his ass. I'm like, okay, that's not the worst thing. At least you're not in too much danger. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh huh. And then he's got a. Uh, they oh they had to fucking kill a guy for snitching I'm like whoa okay this is a little more dangerous and then he had to start like a, they were in like this prison riot and he saved somebody else but got caught on camera and got added like ten more years to a sentence like why the fuck did I join this gang for I'm gonna be here forever anyway yeah I don't know I just feel like with that plan prison is a totally different world like we could see it on TV like with Beyond Scared Straight 
all those like TV shows about it, but like you don't really know what it's like unless you're in there. And if you're gonna go the crazy route, I think you literally have to nail that perfectly for five years. You can't make a single mistake. And if you do make a mistake, you have five years worth of pain coming towards you. I think though, if I, you know, do it for long enough, couple months, maybe into a year, I may actually go a little crazy. And then it's like kind yeah, of normal. Yeah, you have to worry about like, if you get out, can you readjust to being like a normal person? Or are you just going to be constantly jittery, watching over your back? You ever hear a loud noise, you're just going to fucking start screaming? I would take that. And I would take like the five to 10 year rehabilitation after prison to stay alive while in prison. I just feel like it's it's really hard to escape the joining a gang in a prison. If you're not if you're not going to join a gang, you need to provide something, and that's what I think I would do. I try to avoid gangs too, but I feel like I would want to try to like be the guy that can get anything in the prison. Anything you need, I can get it. I don't know how I'd fucking figure out how to do that, but I would need to figure out something. I, think I wish they fun. made. I wish they had gangs in prison that weren't like rely that didn't rely on race. All the gangs rely on race. Can we just have a gang that's like, oh, that's the lifting gang. Like they like to work out. Like oh, that's the drug gang. They do a bunch of drugs and make. I join the church or something. I feel like, I feel like that's the Aryan Nazis, bro. No. Have you ever seen a church gang? Come on. It's not really a gang, but it's like a community, you know? Like, they will tell you who to watch out for, not to cross, not to even look at, stuff like that, because they've been in the system for so They've been in I that. I feel like those are made up of just a, a bunch of floaters that float around and, like, stay out of trouble. Exactly. And like, oh, don't I think I'd really rather be a floater than try to act crazy. I'm worried about, like, trying to be a floater, and they're just like, no, 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 bitch, over here. Like, I don't want, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get what you mean, but I feel like you have the same... It's still 10% either way. If you try to be the crazy person or try to be a floater or try to be somebody that smuggles something in or be the guy that can get anything in, you you still only have a 10% chance of actually like not joining a gang. Fuck, I want to join a gang, dude. I know. I don't think – I think you can avoid it. It's just you would have to play your p- cards perfectly every single day, and I think that would ultimately end up you ultimately end up making you a crazy person. All right, but how about this? Positives of joining a gang, in there you're, you you might have kill a couple guys, whatever. When you get out, it's boys for life, you know? That's facts. Bros over hoes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be ste- not steady income, but a job at least that hires ex-cons. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to do – yeah, they're always going to be there for you. And if you go back to prison, no matter what prison you go to – the gang transfers, you know what I mean? It's like the, tr- the credits transfer. You just got to flash your uh, white pride tattoo and be like, oh, what's up, dude? Like, uh-huh. you're one of us now. And I feel like for us, since we didn't grow up in, like, uh, places with, like, heavy gang influence, we don't really know what it's like to be in, like, L.A. with, like, the Crips, the Bloods, all them. Like, even if you're not a part of that gang and you grew up on the wrong street, like, you're associated with them. That's true. So you might have to join the rival gang just so the gang, that rival gang doesn't fuck you up because you grew up up on the wrong side of a fucking street. Dude, my worst fear is like, what if you have to join a gang, but like your cellmate is like of a rival gang? 
Like if we were cellmates and I joined the Nazis and you were the Black Gang, we'd be no, fucked. They, they, um, prisons make sure that that doesn't happen because they just have people dead every every single. I, day. I feel like I feel like, yeah, right. Say say you were in a gang and then I showed up into the thing. Your gang would be like, you have to kill him. Like he can't. It's be fucked up because if you think about it, by grouping these gangs and with each other you're kind of making them stronger because like now they have ranks they have all these people in one area you know what's your what what area is yours what area is not yours and like they can just kind of that's how they kind of keep the business running on the outside when all those old heads get like put away because they finally got caught like they can still run things through prison because when they go into prison they're fucking gods yeah and literally somebody will show you the entire ropes you just assume the position of the top dog and then you can just run shit from there because you're going to be put with your boys that you probably that you've probably been with like most of your life outside of prison now you're going to prison and bada bing bada boom you're just right back with your boys i i do think i'd be able to rise the ranks quite quickly if i had to i think in the, in the right situation if i did have to join a gang i'm i'm all in man like, I, you can't be out. Like, I'll do whatever the hell you want me to do. Like, no hesitation. If you say no once, dude, you're dead. Or you're getting butt fucked. And I guess if you spend so much time in prison and you're in the gang, when you go out of prison, you're not that scared of getting in trouble again. Because, like, hey, I was already there once. Like, I can handle it again. Like, I'll be once you go in, you're like, okay, now I got boys. I got really nothing to worry about. It just kind of sucks that I'm in prison. And I also feel like prison crimes are ten times more, like, intense than street crimes you know because on the streets you can do a drive-by you can get a gun you can do something where you're not so up close and personal when you're in prison and you have to beat the living shit out of somebody with like a fucking uh with like a pillowcase full of soap or fucking sit there and carve away to make a fucking shiv and then duct tape it and then fucking stab somebody really quick that's gonna fuck with you that's stressful. It, you're on all the time, bro. Your eyes are in the back of your head all the time. You're just always waiting. All this stuff to survive in prison, once you get out, maybe you can't find a job. Maybe your family doesn't want to take you in, can't take you in because of the past. You're going to go into survival mode again, and you're going to do what it, prison's going to kick back in those those genes where you're like, all right, well, now I need to fucking do something. What am I going to do? You're probably going to hit somebody up in your prison gang, be like, yo, I need work. I can't find a job. And they're going to hook you up with somebody. Word, go sell these drugs on this corner. Never ending cycle, man. Dude, that's like a great, honestly, like LinkedIn network. It really is, dude. Like you'll have a job probably forever until you die. Yeah. You're probably not living that long though. That's the thing, bro. It's like those guys just don't give a fuck about like if they live or die at that point. Like most of them don't make it past like 50. You know, which you're like, What's the fear center? The amygdala? They don't have one. That- <laughs> like I feel like the only a handful actually get to like be super old and that's why they're so legendary because like most, you know, live fast, die young, bro. Like you don't, yeah. you don't make it too far working that kind of life. If you make it to the top and you don't end up in prison, like you're probably getting you're probably getting killed in the streets anyway. Yeah. You know? That's true. Yeah, somebody's gonna come for your head for sure. Mafia, Pablo Escobar, Griswaldo Blanco. Yeah, I, I fucking have a weird obsession with uh drug lords. Sorry. All right. Back to to wrap it up, we're gonna go back to I just thought it was another cool kind of trauma. <laughs> Being a drug runner back in the 80s for Pablo Escobar. 
Yeah, that was probably fucking fire. I think that was a sick fucking job. Like, that's a cool – and then, like, now you're, like, 60, and you're just like, yeah. Like, I was dope, and I didn't end up in jail. Yeah. I changed my entire, like, identity and left everybody behind, but, like, here I am. I I just want to say this. If I was not born in Matamoros, Pennsylvania, if I grew up in the streets in New York City, or LA or somewhere where the streets are just absolutely buzzing, there is no doubt in my mind that I would become a drug kingpin. There's no doubt. None. I would. You think you rise to the top? Oh, fuck yeah. How long would it take you? What am I starting? 16. 16? Bottom level, like, some, you know, somebody you know just hooks you up and is like, hey, I got a job. Go sell in the corner. Next thing you know, boom, you're 60. Where are you? You kingpin? I'm 60? All right. You're, four, you're, you're 35. Where are you? You're I, like second in command? I'm, I'm, I'm running shit. You're already running shit? Running shit at 35. I don't know if I could get, I don't know if I'd like that life too much. Cause like, it's hard to have a family at that point. Like shows that like about organized crime and shit like that. And like, they try to fail, like the top guys usually have like families and they try to hide everything from them. That sounds very stressful. No, you see, that's where I feel like a lot of people go wrong. Like you're going no family. You need, if you're going to have, if you're going to be a drug kingpin, you either need to sit there and say, Hey, I'm not going to have a family or you're going to have to be like, I need to find a girl that grew up in a sit, like either from my own street that knows what the game's about. She's going to be a ride or die. Or she knows the game comes before her. She has to know that. Yeah. You got to know that. I I think, I think, yeah, you got to choose. You either got to be like, yo, I'm going to be a family man or like, I'm going to be a drug runner. Like that's but you what, that's also need to consider if you're not gonna if you're not gonna have a family, that having a family is kind of like a kind of like a blanket, like a security blanket. It's like when they look into you, you're gonna be like, oh, he's just an ordinary family guy. You know, that's true. You do have a little, yeah. If somebody, yeah, if you're under like FBI investigations, be like, yeah, he's forty, he's got millions of dollars and no family. Yeah, that's just weird. Uh huh. But if you even really think about it, even like fucking billionaires they barely see their family like legit i mean probably not legitimately like we don't know but legitimate quotation yeah um they're busy they're busy guys and i i just think if you're gonna have a family you can't hide it from them yeah i think it's it's gotta be like uh i guess well you've seen the sopranos to do this his family know they like know, but they, yeah, I think they gotta know, but like not know. Like they know, but they don't need details. Yeah, honestly, I think I'm. I think I would just tell my kids when they get to a certain age that like, I'd sit them down, maybe at like thirteen. No, maybe a couple of years after puberty, their their hormones would be crazy. Like, like high school, young high school. Yeah, like maybe freshman year of high school, because odds are at that point you are probably. Rumors are probably already going around they, they have some sort of idea yeah and they're probably going to hear that i think i'd sit them down and i'd just be like look you're going to hear some rumors 
and I just want to let you know right now that they are all true. And then they're going to be, let them sit there with that for a second. And I'm just going to be like, now look, I didn't have it so easy as a kid. I didn't have all the opportunities afforded to me as the, as the kids that you go to school with, because I'm probably going to put my kids in private school, <laughs> fucking money like that. Um, and I'm going to be like, and they're going to try to make you feel bad about that. But I'd probably give them a choice to join the family, dude, if we're being honest. I'd sit them down and I'd be like, this could either be the start of your life or I could just give you a trust fund. You could move out. You could go to border school, charter school. Go to college, go get a job. I'll probably see you on holidays. Or I could groom you to be my successor. The choice is yours, kids. The choice is yours. You don't have to make that decision now. You have till the end of high school to figure out what you want to do. If you make a decision before that, that's fine. But if you are going to join the game, you need to be 100 and 50% in. You know, you know what it is too? I, you're not, you will have no choice. Like that is your life now. You can't leave. I think the kids have, if you just break to them like cold turkey, like they had no idea you tell them at 16, they may like be like, that's super bad. You're a bad guy. Or, but if you like bring it to them casually, like they just kind of under, a little bit understand like what you do is like not totally okay. Just very <laughs> gradually as they grow up. Yeah. When you break them, it's like, this is what I do. I run cocaine on the streets of Compton. My thing is with that, like even when you get like real life stories from families that grew up with like a mob boss as their dad, what you, what they notice is like, even they, kids always know kids are very, what is it? Intuitive. That's the word. Intuitive. They know that stuff. They know like something's weird, but they don't know what they just can't put their finger on it. So they just forget about it and keep running. But, um, like when you're having family picnics, picnics or barbecues like that shit, um, you can tell like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but like I've grown up around him my entire life. He gave me a fucking pony for my birthday one year. Yeah. Like they're like, he's bad in the sense of like the law, but he's really not a bad guy. And then like yeah. that line keeps getting grayer and grayer of what's good and bad. So like, exactly. Like, Hey, 16 so year old. That's why I would want to break it to them. Yeah. Like, because as freshman year, because you're kind of, you're, already used to those rumors and you brush it off but then i want you to hear it from me like you're looking me in the eyes and i'm gonna tell you straight up yeah bro, bro you should you've been a good kingpin a good thought i mean i can't i can't speak to your to your your ability to sell or buy drugs or guns or, or other illegal items but you'd be a pretty good father at the same time i think i know dude i would i think i would go undefeated dude I swear to God, the FBI is lucky I didn't get, I didn't grow up on the streets. They'd be fucked. They'd be fucked, dude. I'd go international, baby. I know it. I fucking know it. There's no doubt in my mind. All right. Hear my, you want to hear my formula real quick? All right, yeah. Okay, so you got to start out with weed. That's always a gateway drug. I think schools fuck that up because weed's not a gateway drug to like fucking heroin. I think weed is a gateway drug to becoming a drug dealer. To crime. It's a gateway drug to general crime, for sure. General crime, yeah. Um, you start out with marijuana. Um, and then once you start moving some weight in marijuana, um, I don't think I would start selling Coke and pills until I was in college. I think I would just strictly deal with marijuana. Yeah, high school is big weed time, not a great time for Coke and pills. I, I'd maybe sell a couple of pills here and there for like SATs, stuff like that. Maybe I'll... I just like, just as a, 
guess if I was in high school, I just don't want to deal with pills and cocaine yet. Because, like, I feel like I need to get my own system. I need to figure out the demographic of the area where I'm going to go to college and stuff like that. And then research that when I go on, like, college visits and stuff like that. Um, but I feel like it would be very easy to move weed in high school. So then you save up your money. Keep going. Once you, once you decide what college you're going to, I think you need to... I think you need to not start selling the pills right out the gate. I think you need to start with the weed again. So keep on selling the weed. Keep bringing up the reputation. You also need to for, form your crew. I don't know how I would do that because... Yeah, I think that happens naturally. It happens naturally. I would need like... You'll figure it out as you go. My boys, yeah. So I would just know what I was looking for when I, when I saw it. So you do that. Once you get to college, maybe like, Six months in, when you get a lay of the land, you know who the big dealers are on campus and stuff like that. That's when you start making your moves. You start, I don't know, maybe leaving like pounds of weed in your competition's dorm or apartment and you just leave a little friendly tip for the police or campus security that, hey, I mean, I don't want to be a snitch or anything and do it anonymously. And you're just like, I don't want to be that guy. So that's why I'm doing this anonymously. But um, I was at a party last night and this guy just had like pounds and pounds of weed on him. And then like you found like a pound, pound or something, boom, kicked off campus. Slowly do that. You slowly take over. I don't know. I feel like the trickiest thing is I would just need like a very smart businessman at that point. You know? And this is the point in your time you find somebody in your crew that's going to the business school. Exactly. Exactly. You, you grab a friend that's in the business school and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I have a cool opportunity for you. I also want to find a lawyer too in there. I want to get go to law school. Go check the law school out. Check the law school. And if I was really dedicated to this, I might even become a lawyer. That'd be a good cover. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the fact. I'd probably even be a prosecutor, for being honest. Oh, they'll never expect the prosecutor to be dealing drugs. No fucking way. But um, I think, right, I think, I don't know. I just think I could do it. I know I got it in me. I know it. I trust you. It's just like, I just hear the call, but I deny it all the time. See, bro, now you wish that you grew up with some trauma. Like a broken home in a shitty place where your only choice was to go to drugs. Yeah. And now that's where you would be. Unfortunately, you grew up in the whitest town in Pennsylvania, and that didn't happen for you. That is facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just know I can do it. You start out with weed, then you move to Adderall, Molly, um, Oxy, Perks, Bars. Once you get used to selling that, you move on to cocaine. Uh, cocaine is a totally different ballgame. And I think that's where a lot of people fuck up. All right, yeah, so write that down. We'll, we'll give that book to your kid, and uh, he'll do an excellent job. You know what? Maybe I'll, just, maybe I'll just write a movie. I'll write a screenplay. That's a good idea. It'd be a good movie. I'll live my fantasy through that. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that will be our episode today. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye.
This world goodbye 